with your girl Coda Stubbs here on I Am She For Real Z. I am here with Ali Waters. She is coming back from her other episode that she had introduced herself and now she's going to finish off where she left and she'll be talking about her spiritual awakening. Hey, Ali. Hey, girl. What's up? What's up? Hey, honey, honey. All right. So um, basically we left off, you know, introducing yourself, you know, um, basically telling you your story. Um, mm-hmm. about you your family so we didn't get a chance to talk about your spiritual awakening so mm-hmm. you know whenever you're ready you know we're, we're here we're interested all right well i'm gonna dive right on in starting from where i left off so um i left off with uh, a relationship where i ended up being engaged that ended up uh kicking the bucket within six months after that situation i moved back to new orleans from um Dallas, the Dallas, Texas area at that time. So I moved back to New Orleans, and this was in 2010, February, beginning of March of 2010. Mm-hmm. So at this point in time, I'm about to make 26 years old. Yeah, so I'm back in New Orleans. I move in with my mother until I found a place. That situation went sour pretty, pretty, pretty quick. Um, and she ended up pretty much, it looked like she stole my rent money. You know, well, I stay stoned, but you know, she was collecting my rent money, but she wasn't paying the rent, right? Mm, Right? (laughs) She was saving up to move somewhere else. (laughs) So, yeah, that's how that situation ended up pretty uh, going sour uh, pretty quick. I think I moved there at the end of February, beginning of March, and by June, uh, she had already dipped out of that apartment, left me there. You know, while the apartment was going into eviction and all that shit. So I pretty much had to scramble to find a place for me and my children. And I pretty much ended up moving in with a stranger, Mm -hmm. you know, know, with them for a few weeks. And lo and behold, I get a phone call from my mama talking about somebody I went to um, elementary school say they knew me and they wanted to meet me. And I was like, who is this person? And she gives me the name, Adam Martin. And I was like, I remember him. Wow. I'm moving right next door to this nigga. Well, to this white boy, shall I say. Thank oh, you. Okay. So she ended up moving. <laughs> <laughs> she ended up moving right next door to this dude. And of course, this is this is pretty much the area, the neighborhood where we all come from anyway. And so it was a very familiar place. This was like basically going all the way back home. And so um, I ended up being introduced to him through her and we connected immediately. And I knew him. I did know him from elementary school. It was somebody that I had a little crush on. You mm-hmm. know, when we were children. We used to play together all the time. And apparently he felt the same way about me. So when we met, we connected immediately, you know, uh, the, the, what, what I call that, that false love, the blind sparks and all that shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a match made, a vib- I'm going to call it a vibrational match made in heaven because that's what it was. Because apparently, you know, not apparently, I was a very hurt, wounded, damaged child that became a hurt, wounded, damaged woman. And this man here, he was also a hurt, wounded child, but he had a very powerful mask on covering all that shit up you know he was wearing a very strong illusion so you know we ended up getting together really really fast I think this happened in July and um by August this is how I ended up getting out of the the house of the stranger that I moved into because he was like oh no I'm not gonna have you living with some strangers whatever I'm gonna put you in the place so you know I've been manifesting that shit so it's like a match made in heaven for real he, he put me in the place. Well, first we moved in with my auntie and we stayed there for about a, a month or two. And uh, we ended up getting married really, really fast. We got, mm-hmm. I met him in July and we got married October 1st. Oh, look, this month is our anniversary. But... No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> but October 1st, yeah, this would have been eight years. Yeah, eight years. But we're still married. I haven't divorced them yet. Haven't signed the papers yet. But um, and so we ended up getting married really, really fast. I tell you, this man seemed like the sweetest man in the world. Everybody loved him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like 
Oh, was he sweet? Was he kind? Was he generous? All that shit. Man, I tell you, we got married this motherfucker October 1st. By Thanksgiving, that motherfucker took that mask all the way off. All the way off. This motherfucker turned on me on Thanksgiving. Turned on me on Thanksgiving based off of all the jealousies and insecurities that he had going on in his mind. And mind you, I just found out that I was pregnant with our mm-hmm. first child. So okay. I must have gotten on a honeymoon or something like that. But I found out uh, right before Thanksgiving. And on Thanksgiving, this is when I met his his brother. His brother came to Thanksgiving dinner. We, well, we all went to Thanksgiving dinner at his mother's house. And this man, he was so insecure and all this shit. And I guess he thought his brother pulled none but the bad bitches. And he, I guess he figured his brother, you know, would be able to pull me or somehow I would be attracted to his short-ass brother that stutters and who's, you know, like, ugh. Definitely not my type. But after we left from Thanksgiving dinner, this motherfucker decided he wanted to fight me. You know? Uh-huh. And so the mask came all the way off, and that's when I seen the violent side of this motherfucker. And, like, I'm just in complete utter shock because the shit he's hollering out, you know, one of those insecure men who create stories in their own mind about mm-hmm. you, doing you know, that's exactly what it was. Like, accusing me of wanting his brother and everything. And I'm like, where in the fuck is you getting this from? Wow. So, the first fight happens and I'm just in shock like what the fuck did happen you know and I was so desperate for a husband mind you because in my mind the fam according to what the family said the green girls never get married so of mm-hmm. course that was one of my goals since nobody else was able to find a husband I was like yeah. okay I got a husband one of these days end up marrying this goddamn fool but mm-hmm. of course, I'm so used to violence in the household anyway you know so okay no big deal I'm used to this shit and uh, yeah, a month after that, I have my first what I call a spiritual dream and shit. And um, this dream, I, I was this woman and it was way back in the day of antiquity, ancient day, you know, thousands of years ago. And yeah. in this dream, um, I'm finding out some information, I guess, about Christ and Jesus and all this shit. And I'm running to the <laughs> people with information, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, look studying this shit all wrong y'all been following this shit all wrong you know this is how it's supposed to go or you know this is the way to it we've been doing it wrong and based off of the truth that i was delivering with the people it was like oh no fuck that and you know they pretty much uh decided to uh run me out of town because i was calling mm. for the church and all this shit and so after i have that dream you know i tell my husband about it and he's uh, his family is all the you know, evil ass Christian people, you know. Oh, sweet Lord Jesus and all that shit. Every last one, <laughs> I mask. So I tell you that. Hurt, mm. damaged people wearing the mask, but putting on that Jesus Christ is all love front and all that type of shit. And I felt it too. I felt it all in my gut, all in my heart when I met these people. But honestly, I thought because I never experienced love as a child growing up that. Um, that was making me feel uncomfortable because it was all about hugs and kisses and all that type of shit. Yeah. Like something deep down inside me told me there was more going on than meets the eye. Wow. So, you know, after he gets all excited and shit, he goes out and buy me a Bible, girl. A nice Bible, too. Had my name engraved in it in gold and everything. Brought that bitch back to me. I looked at that bitch and I was like, how much you paid for this? It's about $100. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to spend no hundred dollars on no Bible, nigga. You know I come from slavery. We don't even read like that. Bring me this Bible. I was like, oh, thank you. It's nice, and put that bitch on the shelf. And so, uh, roll around two years. Uh, two years after that incident, because this happened in 2010. Roll around to 2012. You know, and throughout that time, the abuse never started. It just increased. Uh, you know, and pretty much we had a fight every week, like clockwork on a Sunday. Like the motherfucker would just shift into a demon and then begin to attack me. But of course, I'm a fighter, so I never looked at it as, you know, me being a victim. I just fought the motherfucker back. But uh, fast forward to 2012 and mm-hmm. watching a documentary on, on 9-11, and he's trying to get me to watch it with him. So I sit down and watch this shit with him. And after watching the documentary, I come to the conclusion that, oh shit, 
there really is evil out in this motherfucking world mm-hmm. because I just witnessed, you know, based off of all the evidence I collected in the documentary, I came to the conclusion that America blew up the motherfucking towers, them goddamn cells, and blamed it on the Muslim people so they can go over there and go to war for whatever purposes they had for going over there. I know that the Islams, the Muslims, didn't blow up the damn towers. So I'm like, shit, this really is evil in the world because they got to be some demons, straight up demons. For real. So based off of that, you know what I did? I said, oh, Lord, if there's really evil, that means Jesus got to be real. So I picked up that motherfucking Bible. I went to go read that bitch, open that bitch. I was like, oh, no, I got to get saved. I need to call on Jesus. And this happened three days before my birthday, 2012, March 7. I remember it like it was yesterday. So I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to get saved quick. What do I do? And according to everybody else, all you got to do is ask Jesus to come in and save you. So that's what I did. Ask Jesus to come in and save me. I felt saved. Boom. I start reading that goddamn Bible. I'm in the first five books. Genesis through uh, Deuteronomy or some shit like that. I'm reading all this shit. I come to the conclusion real quick. Something ain't right here. First conclusion I came to, I was like, these people black. And I'm asking my husband, I'm like, who these people supposed to be? Who the people of God supposed to be? The chosen people of God. And he was like, the Jews. I was like, who are the Jews? He was like, you know, the Jews. And I mean, you talking about the people from the Holocaust? He was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> like, that's what I came from. <laughs> I ain't gonna wear God's mother people. <laughs> and just chose the people. So I already knew it got some funny around here. I had to get to the bottom of this shit. <laughs> then that's how I came across the Israelites. Because <laughs> I was like, uh-uh, I Everything here is telling me that these people black. Like I, I know these can't be no white people. So I'm surfing the internet and all this shit. I'm like, is the chosen people of God black? Boom, Hebrew Israelites pop up, and I was like, finally, somebody who agree with me. So right. I'm these niggas, you know, and I'm, that and I'm like, oh lord, these niggas got too much hate with them. I can't stay on this shit for long. Like, okay. you know, so you know, I came across the Hebrew Israelites and I moved past the motherfuckers quick, fast, in a hurry. Like, and then they still believed they then it was preaching Paul because after I read the Bible after the first five books, I said, Well, let me go see what Jesus talking about. So I'm reading Jesus, right? And I'm like, Well, Jesus, the shit he's saying ain't that bad. Like, I can roll with this shit. Right. You know, peace and love and all this shit. But I'm like, wait a minute. If Jesus speaking all this, what the fuck going on with all them Christians I see around me? Mm-hmm. I flip over a few books. Here we go to Paul. I'm looking at Paul. I'm reading his shit, and I'm like, oh, no. Fuck that. All them Christians who say they're following Jesus, they ain't following no motherfucking Jesus. They following Paul. Okay, like, so let me, yeah, I'm, sorry yeah. to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I want to ask you something about Paul. So can you tell us something um, for the people that's not familiar with the story of Paul, like Paul, Apostle Paul, Apostle Good, Apostle Paul, they all y'all follow. You go to church on Sunday, guess who he's preaching from? He gonna be preaching from Paul, I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Paul. So Paul is the nigga in the Bible who uh, decided he wanted to murder all of Jesus' followers because he couldn't stand Jesus nor Jesus' followers. So he's wow. the nigga. He wanted to murder all Jesus' followers, pretty much. And that's basically the mission that he started out on. But he is all of a sudden supposedly converted, right, into following Jesus his goddamn self. But I said, oh, no, that nigga didn't convert. That nigga infiltrated. Not only did he infiltrate, but this nigga came up with his own doctrine and put that shit on Jesus, talking about Jesus gave him this message to give to the people. I read clean through that shit because I seen Paul as a master manipulator because that's exactly what he is. Wow. So, like, in my heart, I knew something was up with Paul. And then based off of everything that I seen from all the Christians, every, I put it all together. All the Christians are following Paul. They're not really following the message of Jesus because Paul is a motherfucking liar, a manipulator, he, you know, and he was never a follower of Jesus. He mm. just told of these stories and these niggas bought that shit. So and you... Paul. And you know what, Ali, not to interrupt you, but you know what? I'm going I'm to be 100. As myself going on 33 years old, November November 6th, by the way, everyone. Ah, but you know, I never knew like his main story, like where he started off at. Uh-huh. Are you serious? They don't say that at the They don't say that in church. 
Oh, oh, they don't tell y'all that in church that Paul started. No, that Paul was, that Paul was a, a headhunter for Jesus followers. I never heard. It. I mean, it could have been a possibility, and I wasn't, you know, listening. But I had never. Yeah, it's all in there. I read it. Yep, that Paul Paul was murdering Jesus' followers, and then all of a sudden he supposedly had this conversion when he was in the desert, and Jesus showed his face to him and spoke to Paul, and according to Paul, and if you read it, it's in the book of Acts. The nigga's story changed like three times. And I'm like, y'all don't see this? Because I got into the shit heavily, because I was trying to prove to everybody that this nigga right here is the Antichrist right in y'all own motherfucking Bible. All you got to do is flip over a couple of chapters, because everything this nigga is saying is going against the shit that Jesus said. So I'm like, I'm going around telling people all of this, and they pretty much calling me evil now. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You young, you this, that, and the other. But I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, fuck this. Y'all can follow Paul all y'all won't. And I'm like, I bet you go to church on Sunday where your preacher preacher from. Or preachers always preaching from Paul. Wow. Always preaching from Paul. That's who everybody following, not following. So I'm like, fuck that. Y'all shouldn't be called Christians. Y'all should be called Polinian. Because that's what y'all are. And so soon after that, like I just came to the conclusion that fuck all that shit in the Bible. Like I'm like, I'm gonna take the message of Jesus because he's speaking about love and shit and that's what resonates with me and all that other shit I'm gonna leave it and I came to the conclusion that Jesus wasn't real but however the message is a potent message so I'm gonna keep the message mm -hmm. so um you know I, I was into it heavy like I pretty much you know I tried to find the truth in it yeah I, I was with it for about a year and a half mm -hmm. point, and I was like you know this shit ain't doing nothing for my life it ain't changing my life it ain't doing nothing so I was like, I need to, I need to find something else. I need more. And all of a sudden, uh, like I, I received this channel message and this happened in the year of 2014, September of 2014, I received this channel message and it was pretty much like, you ain't from here. Black people ain't from here. Y'all extraterrestrials. Y'all from, you know, from the cosmos and all this shit like that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh no. And too strong. I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about now. <laughs> but, uh, for real, I'm talking to spirit at this point, not even knowing that I'm connected with spirit because I was completely new to, to everything that was taking place. I didn't even know at that time that I was receiving a channel message. It was just some shit that turned on in my head and I received a stream of information that I didn't know before. But uh, spirit had everything aligned and they sent a teacher to me and it was Dr. Delbert Blair and when I came across him this nigga is really talking about the extraterrestrial fifth dimension and all that type of shit and I listened to him and I was like oh no let me turn this shit off cause whatever this shit is I ain't ready for it right now oh wow so, like I left that shit alone cause I'm not ready I'm not ready for that like, no, I just, I'm not ready for this this shit this level of shit so I was like, uh, y'all got to send me something else. And so at that point, I went back to the Hebrew Israelites and they kept talking about Kemet, 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 Kemet. They was in competition with Kemet in ancient yeah. Egypt. Like, okay, let me go look at ancient Egypt and see what they talking about. And so boom, get to ancient Egypt and I'm looking into all of this and okay, now things are beginning to make sense. So this is apparently where we started from ancient Egypt and all that shit. So I'm getting with this and I'm rolling with that for about, uh, from September all the way up to June, receiving all the information through Sinetta, the cha yeah, Sinetta's channel. Yes. Uh, and Brother Polite and all of them about, mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm soaking up that information and after a while I'm like look I'm tired of seeing these niggas debate because in my mind if you debating all this shit I'm figuring whoever win a debate then okay nah nigga this is the information we gonna go with your information and if everybody ain't coming together on your information since you want to debate what's the point of debating exactly so I'm looking at that shit like this shit is a waste of time. So I'm just sitting here and I'm like, oh, Lord, it got to be something more. I'm asking spirit, okay, well, these niggas talking about ancient Kimmy is so magical and all this shit. Well, I need a nigga who going to be talking about the magic. Where he at? Exactly. Like, you know how the pyramids got there. You know, y'all talking about the gods of Egypt was so powerful and all this and all that shit. Well, how come y'all ain't talking about this shit on the channel? And then boom, out of nowhere, a spiritual master appears on Sinetta. It was like, I called him forth myself. And, you know, he come on the channel and I'm listening to him and I'm like, okay. Now, What's his name? 
uh, Street Master Gano Grills, and he was just known as Gano Grills. Hmm. Uh, at that time, yeah, he was just known as Gando Grills, but his name today is Shree Master Gando Grills. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Gando Grills comes on the Sinato channel, and I'm listening to him, and based off of the information that he's given, and he's into the magic and the ritual aspect and all of that stuff of ancient Kemet. So, you know, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I trust the information that he was given. And he pretty much was my gateway into uh, me diving in, taking a step to dive in further into the spiritual aspect of who we are. And since he spoke of Bobby Hemet and a few other people, I was like, okay, well, with them, I wanted to start with him, but the information that he was given, I felt it was too advanced for where I was. So I was like, okay, let me, I'm going to come, I'm going to make my way back around to him. And so I started with Bobby Hemet. I started looking at Bobby Hemet videos and everything that he was speaking about. And you know, Bobby Hemet, oh, he, he he's a character. And so based off of the information that Bobby Hemet was drilling in my head, basically drilling into my head that the gods are real, you know, these are entities and frequencies and deities, and this is how you go about contacting them and, you know, doing the ritual work and all that stuff. And so after Bobby Hemet, I was like, okay, now I'm ready to dive into uh, ritual practice and doing rituals and things like that to move myself forward. So I ended up meeting, not meeting, but coming across this this uh, Yoruba teacher, and I signed up for his class, his online class, mm-hmm. and I my first ritual it just so happens that ritual took place exactly like two years ago right around this time and first ritual and uh the information that i received back like it's so powerful because this is all the information that's coming out like right now i've been receiving all this information within this week which explains how i received the information two two years ago during this time all i did was pull from today pull from this moment but i received uh clues i guess uh cookies i guess little bits and pieces of information that propelled me forward but i had no idea what the hell this information meant at that particular time it was just what came out of the ritual and it was the word power it was the infinity symbol the number eight and then all of a sudden i just kept hearing the word wu-tang repeat over and over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and i moved on yeah i i kept receiving that information from Brother Panic. And he just kept speaking about Wu-Tang, 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 Wu-Tang. And I'm like, why is Wu-Tang so important? Um, I found out just recently why Wu-Tang is so important and what it actually meant. But uh, Brother Panic drilled it in my head some more that we are the gods, the ancient ones are awakening, you know, this, that, and the other. And so I'm receiving everything that he has to say. And this is, what year is this? This is 2015. I'm receiving everything that Brother Panic has to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of 2015, I should say, that's when I began to have dreams of deities coming to me. And I'm like, you know, like, I didn't know whether or not I was making this shit up or if this shit was really taking place, because I, ha- I didn't have that understanding yet. But uh, entering into 2016, I have a dream of the god, Lord Vishnu. And Lord Vishnu comes to me in my dream. I believe I made love to Lord Vishnu. And I'm like, this is some crazy ass shit. What is going on here? Um, and after that, the next thing I was led, led to, I start researching the information about sacred, well, I was led to looking into sacred marriages and I didn't know what the hell it meant or anything like that. That's just where spirit led me. Yeah. I'm also listening to Ms. Blue. She's an Oracle. I found her from brother panic and like, it was something in her voice that was, you know, I, I felt this unconditional love in her voice. I felt, you know, no judgment in her voice. I just felt love and compassion coming from this woman. And it was something that I never felt and I never experienced with anyone before. Okay. So at this point, I'm asking spirit, 
to give me this, that this is something that I desire in my life. I need this love. I want to feel love. I want to feel unconditional love. I want to be non-judgmental towards people. I want to have that understanding and compassion. Mm-hmm. And boom, there, a seminar done by Ms. Blue called the Love Seminar was presented to me right in front of my face. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I know, just like that. And I was like, okay, I got to buy this. I got to buy this, purchase this, and listen to this. And boom, purchase it. Listen to it. And it was a seminar about love and unconditional love. And it was basically breaking down how nobody ever taught us how to truly love ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm just resonating deeply because I was never taught how to love myself. In fact, I was never given any type of love or seen any examples on how to truly love because all love to me was sticking with people who fucking badly abuse you. That was the idea of love that I had in my mind and love to me was if I'm here, I must love you because look at everything you're doing to me and I'm still here. That gotta be love, right? Yeah, that's just the wounded damaged child. And so I'm listening to this love seminar and it's resonating deeply. My husband walks in the room and I, I kid you not, throughout our whole marriage, this nigga's talking about, you don't love me, you don't love me, you don't love me. My answer to that is, I do love you. Obviously, I do because I'm here. Wow. But, you know, after listening to that seminar, the motherfucker walked in that room and you know what I had to say to that bitch? I looked at him and I said, guess what? He was like, what? I was like, motherfucker, you right. He's like, I'm right about what? I said, you right, motherfucker. I don't love you. Mm. And he was like, what you mean? I was like, motherfucker, you right. I don't love you because I don't love my motherfucking self. Now, how in the fuck am I supposed to love you if I don't even know what the fuck love is and I can't give it to myself yet? And I looked at him and I said, guess what, nigga? You don't even love your motherfucking self. We two hurt, damaged people just here together playing in love. Wow. Exactly, because that was the conclusion I came to, and that was absolutely accurate. So after listening to this love seminar, and this was on my birthday, I was, how old did I make? Uh, This was in 2016, so 32, I was 32 at this time. Um, After listening to this love seminar, I I was on the mission to begin to gain this self-love and to gain all this unconditional love. So I started doing rituals daily to open myself up for this unconditional love. And of course, the relationship has been abusive this whole goddamn time. Nothing but fighting, um, nothing but chaos and confusion. I mean, we fought on a regular basis. And I mean, it went down in the house. It was like some Kill Bill shit, literally. Mm-hmm. Things would get broken. I mean, like, I would say about four or five flat screen TVs got broken in that bitch. Like six or seven computers got broken in that bitch. Uh, you know, DVD players, dishes, furniture, everything throughout this this period of time. He went to jail for the abuse, guns went off and everything. I jumped out of a fucking car because the nigga said he was gonna slam the car into some shit and kill me. I literally jumped out of a motherfucking moving car. Wow. Like I was in complete war. This was war. It was not a marriage. It was straight up war for six years in that motherfucking marriage. But I'm so used to this because this is already the shit that I've been through my whole entire life. Now I'm just dealing with this shit with one individual now. Mm. But uh, so I'm gaining this self-love now. And Spirit is letting me know, uh, bitch, well, you don't have to get rid of him. And I'm like, yeah, Spirit, you absolutely right. And then all of a sudden, my money came into the picture. And Spirit was like, if you want your money, you definitely going to have to get rid of him because he has such a spirit of lack that he don't even want to see you with anything. I mean, by being in this marriage, like I made I made more money than him in this marriage. And he was jealous of that because I worked from home. I created a business out of thin air and I generated more income than what he generated working for his goddamn boss, Mr. Charlie. This nigga was a slave <laughs> for Mr. Charlie and expected me to be a slave for him. Motherfucker, it don't work like that. You don't make enough money an hour for me to be slave to you like what the fuck you doing for Mr. Charlie you pretty much Mr. Charlie slave and then you want to come home and expect me to slave for you get the fuck out of here like what you making an hour don't amount to me doing that shit fuck that mm-hmm. but, like in that chaos this nigga he was afraid to always and I mean what, what is his name my husband name my ex well this nigga name is Adam Martin <laughs> he's a white man Mm. A white boy, I say. 
He wore a very powerful mask, a very powerful illusion. Everybody loved him. Everybody outside of the household loved him. Wow. All loved him. That's scary. Everybody, it is, right? Everybody thought he was the sweetest person. Oh, he he's a good man. He goes to work every day. He works hard. He takes care of his family, all this shit. This is the mask this psycho is wearing. Very powerful illusion. Nobody was none the wiser of all the torture that I was experiencing in that house. And mind you, I never started anything. You know, I wasn't the one to ever be the aggressor towards this person. It would just be me minding my business, you understand? Mm-hmm. And he did not like to see me happy or taking any time for myself to enjoy anything. If I was getting to any, getting into anything for myself that was bringing me some type of joy or pleasure, in his mind, he had to destroy that. Pretty much like what white people do to niggas today, right? Anytime they see us having any type of fun or enjoyment or coming up, what they have been doing for years is coming in and bombing our shit, destroying our shit, just to bring us more misery. That's pretty much how this relationship was going between me and this man. All while he's, you know, preaching about how much he loves me and about how much he loves black people and all this shit. Really, really, really scary because I got to see how these people act and behave behind closed doors. And it really is some frightening, terrifying shit. These people are psychos. And I'm not going to say all of them, but I'm going to say 99.98% of them are. Mm-hmm. But... Wow. Let me know that my time was um, coming to an end if I stayed in that marriage. And because the marriage was so frightening and horrific, and I wanted to get out so bad, but, you know, I guess sometimes when you sign that marriage contract, it's like your commitment or you're enslaved to fucking ink on a piece of paper. Yeah thinking in your mind well what are people gonna say if i get divorced or if we split up and all this shit all that shit's going through my mind and then i'm thinking well you know i never grew up with a father and all that shit and i don't want my kids to grow up with a father without a father so all this shit is running through my head should i stay should i leave what should i do and i wanted to leave i I wanted to leave in the very beginning but i felt trapped already because i was already carrying his child yes you know, then I ended up having child number two. And both of the pregnancies, like I said, were, um, I never had a peaceful pregnancy. And so all of that shit was horrific and all everything else. But the spirit let me know that if I didn't get out soon, that I was not going to make it out because he didn't told me many times that he would murder me if I leave, that he would kill me. He would kill the children. He would murder himself, you know? Mm. And at some point, you got to understand that when people are telling you some shit like this, eventually, you know, they're really saying some shit that they, they have the will to do. Yeah. Like, you and motherfucker ain't saying this shit for nothing. So it just so happened spirit was becoming, you know, spirit was becoming real potent in my life. And I began to receive all these messages from spirit because I was searching, truly searching for the self-love. And during that time, I just noticed things started to happen. Like his guns started to go missing. You know what I'm saying? Like he would have his gun in a car and then all of a sudden the gun would disappear. Like somebody would just walk up and, you know, just take the gun out of the car. Uh, another gun disappeared. Somebody broke into our house and stole all of his guns and all of this shit. So boom, all of his guns disappeared out of the picture. Now he, he borrows a gun from my, uh, from no, from his nephew. He borrows a gun from his nephew because for whatever reason, white people love to hold on to a gun and not based off of me observing him, even though he said he loved black people so much, he was actually truly terrified of niggas mm-hmm. because why? carrying a gun around like this what are you so afraid of what the fuck is you so afraid of if you're telling me you've been friends with niggas your whole goddamn life and niggas your family why is you always carrying around a gun we live in a black neighborhood would you say one of these niggas gonna get you or something that's interesting very interesting very interesting terrified so the last gun this gun that he got from his cousin this one ended up going missing because my daughter was playing with a gun and she picked up the gun and she told her brother I'm gonna shoot you 
And I was like, oh, shit, you know, that's a sign and symbol. You got to remove these guns from the house because I'm not about to have no type of incidents like that. But that was the, the cue to get rid of the last gun. Boom, that gun disappeared. And so now we are in the month of May 2016, and he can feel me separating from him emotionally and everything else. And so I already knew that I was going to have some type of problem with him. So I'm doing my best to uh, pacify him. And he was doing his best to try to hold on to me. So now at this point, he's he's uh, telling me he's going to buy me a house and all of this. And we're going through the process with that to buy the house. That like we had the money, the down payment, the credit was right, everything. But for some reason, that shit just would not go through. And now I understand why. Because mm. it was never supposed to. But um, leading up to after that, after that shit takes place, I'm listening to Miss Blue and Brother Bilal on this Block Talk remix show. And because I'm going through the spiritual awakening at this point, and I'm not even aware that I'm going through the spiritual awakening, I start to hear all of information, all the information about my life play out on this radio show. Mm. And I'm looking like, what the hell is going on now? Shit is getting really weird and really crazy. Why are these people talking about personal shit that's going on in my life? I literally felt as if I was being spied upon or some shit like that. Right. I didn't know spiritually everything is connected. And they were just picking up the information from my vibration and spewing it out on this show. They were reading my energy because the energy is that powerful. But they pretty much was telling me that now's the time to leave. You know, you have to get out of there because if you don't get out of there, this nigga is going to do exactly what he said he was going to do to you, which is kill you and kill the whole goddamn family. So, like, it pretty much came down to me smoking a blunt listening to the remix show and hearing a clear, clear message from Miss Blue and Brother Bilal. And they just pretty much told me, look, you know, and it wasn't direct communication. It was what, it's the information that resonated with me. Yeah. And they pretty much told me straight up, if you don't get out right now, you already knew what the Adam said he was going to do to you. When the Adam explodes, everything else going to crash and fall. So right then and there, I just bust out into tears because I knew that was a clear message that if you don't leave now, this nigga is about to murder your ass. So I asked Spirit for one more sign. If I'm seeing this shit correctly, just give me one more sign. And I promise you, I'm going to be out this motherfucker just like that. Like, and I had already asked him for a divorce and he knew I was serious about this. So I already began to see his energy shift because he already said he would never let me leave or he would never allow me to divorce him. Wow. So during that time, I even had to pretend like everything was cool between us and we were sleeping in different rooms at this time. And I was, you know, pretty much pretending just to keep the peace in the house that, oh, no, I'm just going through a hard time right now. We're going to work it out and all this shit just to soothe his energy to keep him from going fucking crazy. And so, like, after I asked for that one more sign, this nigga came into my room, I think, at, like, at 4 o'clock, 4.45 in the morning or some shit like that. He busts in my room, and he opens the door with a knife now. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I seen him walk into my room with that knife and startled me. And I was so motherfucking scared because I literally thought, oh, this was the moment that he was finna take me out. And Spirit was like, no, bitch, just calm down. You got to, you know, just play. Don't You don't want to alarm him. Just make him feel as everything is okay and all this shit. So I'm, you know, soothing myself and soothing him at the same time, letting him know, you know, oh, you know, we're going to work things out and this, da 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 And, you know, he had to go to work. I think be to work at like 5 o'clock in the morning or some shit like that, 5.30. But after this nigga left out to go to work that morning, that's when I made the decision, boom, bitch, I am gone. Mm-hmm. I packed up my shit you know as much stuff as I can take yeah. and my children and right after he left out to go to work uh, 20-30 minutes later I had what the fuck I had me and my children and my sister and my truck my money and I took off and that was that was it for the marriage pretty much I packed up my truck one morning and took off this happened in August of 2016 now of course the reason why I had the courage to do this is because spirit promised me a whole bunch of money and they promised me a new man. 
So of course, the way I move and the way I was thinking at that time, okay, I got a whole new relationship waiting for me with a whole bunch of abundance. I'm all for this shit. Little did I know this is what spirit was lowering lowering me with, like a uh, what they do, like trying to get a horse to water or some shit like that. They use a man and a bag of money to get me out of that situation. I moved to Mississippi at this point to get completely away from this man. And this is when my spiritual awakening truly began. And I didn't know that I intentionally called spirit into my life when I was calling for the feeling, the vibration, the knowing of this unconditional love, and this non-judgment and all this shit. I was asking for a real spiritual awakening. And that's, we be that's what began to take place with me. Um, starting in August 2016. I began to see a whole bunch of shit moving around me that could not be explained. Uh, signs and symbols began to appear everywhere in my life. It looked like everywhere I turned, I was in some type of spiritual communication that I could not explain, that I did not even understand yet. Um, at this time, I began to awaken to this love connection that I had with a complete stranger. And this is where that twin flame shit come into play. Mm -hmm. I felt like somebody had did ritual work upon me and put a spell upon me because I was just drawn and being magnetized to a particular energy that I did not yet understand. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. But in my mind, based off of the information that spirit was giving me, that they were basically telling me that I'm a goddess. Mm -hmm. I fell asleep. All the gods fell into sleep when it's a spiritual amnesia. And now is the time that you're beginning to awaken. And I'm like, okay, I'm receiving all of this. And it made sense based off of everything that I experienced in my life. All of this shit began to make sense to me. And so I'm going through this period of time of where I'm facing everything. I'm going within myself and I'm facing everything that has ever happened in my life. And spirit is now telling me to come to grips with everything that has ever taken place, that I'm supposed to forgive all of the people who have trespassed against me, all of the people who has done me wrong. I have to forgive them and I have to let this shit go. Yeah. Because if I don't, then I will never be able to awaken and in this part, you know, I'm like totally straight up confused because the anger and the bitterness is all I really have What everybody has done to me. <clears throat> That's pretty much all I have at this point. But at the same time, I didn't want anything to interfere with my awakening. I didn't want anything to interfere with the money that spirit was promised me, promising me. I didn't want anything to interfere with the man that spirit was promising me. So... I began to purge all of this shit from me. I began to purge being raped and molested and all of this shit, trying to come to an understanding, like, why did this shit happen to me? I began to purge all the hurt and all that shit that I experienced with my mother and every other family member that I have had these experiences with. Yeah. I didn't want anything to stand in my way. Wow. Um, and so... I went through a period of that for about uh, four or five months, six months, doing a whole bunch of rituals to empty out all of this shit. I thought I was doing an amazing job where I was. I thought, you know, I thought I was at the point where I was healed. But apparently, no, I had just finished one level of this shit and was still at the surface. But um, that's when I ended up getting on Facebook around January 2017. I got on Facebook and I'm just spewing out all of the information that Spirit has given me now at this point. And then boom, I ended up having one of the most amazing spiritual experiences with a deity that pretty much it happened out of nowhere. And all I was asking for was to feel the energy of my spiritual husband uh, permeating throughout my body. That's all I was asking for. But I ended up getting snatched up by an entity, a God. Mm -hmm. And 
I mean, this guy made love to me and put it on me like it has never, ever been put on me. And I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell is this? And that pretty much is what I kept me going. I kept, I held on to that experience and it propelled me forward. And now as I'm on Facebook in 2017, I get a whole bunch of niggas coming to me telling me that they are these deities, that they are the God Osiris and the Sar and Lord Tahuti and Lord Toth and all this shit. And I'm like, okay, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, ain't none of you niggas resonating with me on that level. Yeah. Facebook, I meet this real smooth, this real, real smooth motherfucker. His name was Marcus. Mm-hmm. And um, we were totally in sync. Um, like, it was like the nigga was pretty much reading my mind, the shit that I would post on Facebook, no, shit that I would write down in my diary, in my journal. Like, I would see him you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh shit, you know, maybe this one is the one. And so I invite him into my life. He comes down to Mississippi and we walk together for about six months. But he came because I was asking spirit at this time, please help me with my children. I need help getting them under control because of course we all just got out of this abusive situation and my children were wild as hell. They were treating me pretty much how their father had treated me. Mm. And I didn't know how to... um, I didn't know how to get them in, in order because I, did, I was afraid that I would become my mother and just abuse my children. Right. So I refrained from, you know, I refrained from beating them, but I was literally in that bitch like begging them to stop, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, like oh, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> they was, was running over me. They was ruling me. Yeah. And I, please send me somebody to help. Like, I don't, I need help. Please, somebody help. So this nigga was the perfect. He showed up and he helped me get my children back in order. Come to find out, like it was something about his spirit that just uh, that just didn't sit well with me. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Because he wore a very powerful mask as well. You know, you would think he. I mean, he's very kind. He was, you know, uh, very considerate. I mean, the motherfucker charmed me all goddamn day with all types of compliments and all that shit, but it was just something about <laughs> For guy ain't lying. Oh, he keeps face. Oh, I mean, a bitch would, a bitch would think, uh, coming from where I was coming from, you were lucky to have a nigga like this, because that's how smooth he was. But something about him just didn't sit right with me. But um, I kept asking him, like, why are you here? Because, you know, we already came to the conclusion that, okay, you're not my divine counterpart. Like, so what is your purpose for being here? I understand why I called you here into my life, but why did you call me here? Are you here for the money? And he kept on, he always kept saying that he wasn't here for the money. But yet your story was you was calling in a wealthy woman, a woman who was way more wealthier than the one you had just left. So you like to use bitches for their money. That's what you're really saying. Mm-hmm. He pretty much denied this shit the whole goddamn time. But I kept asking spirit for spiritual signs and symbols on, you know, like, why is he here? And it all came back to this nigga is here for your money. And I'm like, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. He kept telling me that the information that he had, the spiritual information that he had was so powerful, you know, and it was the best shit on the market. Yet, nigga, what the fuck is you producing for your own life? Absolutely nothing. Oh, hold on a second. I need to give me some water. I am She For Realty Podcast presents. Hi, this is Victoria with Healing Jar Remedies. I provide birth assistance to families and affordable alternative medicine to the public. So whether you're pregnant, trying to conceive, or suffering from anything from high blood pressure to weight loss to eczema, I've got you covered. You can visit me at HealingJarRemedies.com or at 813-203-1541. Once again, that's HealingJarRemedies.com or at 813-203-1541. Contact me today for a free consultation. Thank you, and I'm looking forward to assisting you. Okay, all right. So... Marcus is in my life mm-hmm. and I'm letting Marcus know that this relationship started with an expiration date and that I'm in love with somebody else 
that I believe this person is my divine counterpart and you will only hear for the moment. Um, what I noticed about Marcus was he was a demonic spirit. He didn't know he was a demonic spirit. I didn't know he was a demonic spirit at that particular point in time, but he was a spirit that was sent into my life to throw me completely off of my course. And that's what he ended up doing, but he was not successful because I jumped right back on it a few months later. Um, the next month after Marcus, I met someone who was saying that there was Lord Tahuti, Lord Toth, and this would be the entity that I had that sexual experience with. However, this person was not Lord Toth. It was another spirit who was sent into my life to throw me off of my course. Mm-hmm. Um, we make it to January of this year. And I'm doing rituals to release myself of this person who's pretending to be this entity. This whole time, I'm receiving a whole bunch of spiritual information from these characters that I didn't know was so important to what I got going on now. Uh, In March 2017, no, 2018, I ended up coming across the god Asar, and this is the actual god, the deity from ancient Egypt, the real one now. I finally catch up with him. I make it into his spiritual house. He's supposed to be my teacher. However, this was the spirit who have been sending these other spirits to fuck with me this whole whole goddamn time. The God of Sar ended up being the same spirit that would take over my husband, Adam, and would, you know, start going to war with me. The same energy, I come to find out, is one of my husbands from several past lives. And this is the husband that my consciousness has been married to for all of these thousands of years and this is the husband now that I must now divorce so I can release myself from this energy that has kept me enslaved to all of the violence and all of the rape and all of the torture Mm -hmm. that I have my whole life all of this is coming from the consciousness of this one particular entity so now I'm here at this point and I just completely went through a whole rebirth and regeneration where I came I received all the information that I needed and I was able to purge from myself everything that has ever taken place in my past all of the hurt all of the torture all of the rape and everything that I experienced I was finally able to let that shit go all of that shit has been cut away from me so basically what I'm saying is everything that was Alicia Green all of that shit has been cut away from me Alicia Green put into a coffin and I am no longer her which is why I now buy Ali Waters like Alicia Green was the illusion that I had to wear in order to gain all the experiences that I needed to gain in order to become spiritually awakened now awaken I'm consciously aware that Alicia Green was nothing more than a slave a sex slave and everything else that came with her and all of experiences now I am here to use to help other people awaken to who they are and release all the pain and everything that they suffered in their life Alicia Green pretty much I look at her as Harriet Tubman because she made it off the plantation she made it out of the slave consciousness and now that I am out of that slave consciousness I have all of the answers Well, I feel as if I have the answers to the question when everybody's asking, why are these women doing this? Or why are these men doing this? Why do they behave like this? Why was going on with them? I now see myself as the being, as that person who can answer these questions because I have the personal experiences on why a person would behave this way based off of everything that they didn't experience in their life and based off of everything that our ancestors had experienced and all the shit that we're carrying now instead of repeating this cycle until somebody stands up and break this shit. And that's pretty much where I am now coming out of this shit with all of the conscious information that I have. My conscious body is awakened to what it's like to grow up on a plantation and I'm now able to and give all of the answers. And this is who 
Ollie Waters is now. Mm-hmm. So when I see somebody like Cardi B or I see somebody like Nicki Minaj and I see all this shit going on on TV, I have the answers to why these people behave like this. Yes. I can immediately and say well this person is suffering from this and she's suffering from this or he's suffering from that you know niggas with white women I can automatically go in and say well you know most of these niggas hate their mamas or based yeah. off of some shit that they see you know growing up they now have this, this, this stigmatism towards black women so they automatically go to these white women and I don't judge any of them because I'm aware that a whole bunch of shit had to transpire in these people's life in order for them to to now make these decisions and I consciously know that everybody's sick everybody's hurt everybody's in pain everybody's been traumatized and that's basically what everybody's running around here as a whole bunch of traumatized hurt wounded children who has never been healed which makes everything upside down and somebody has to fucking awaken to put everything right side up and that's where we are now and that's where we are. And so this is what Ali Waters is here to do. This is what Ali Waters is here to speak about. Yes. And you definitely will be coming back, right? I mean, to talk yes. about, Most you definitely. know, certain people, why they acting this certain way or, you know, just kind of giving a breakdown of, you know, why people, especially in the industry, you know what I mean? Like, because they've been looked at so, so they, we look at them so much, you know, in the yes. public uh i and you know so yeah because i just believe they just really go through it you know so oh, they all going through it i mean look at the shit that he had to experience in his life that caused him to transform into a white man and i love me some michael jackson but i over people make fun of him but i understand the psychological trauma that he had to experience to fuck his head up like that for him to do some shit you know to do what he did mm-hmm. and let's transform himself from a beautiful black man to you know to what we know michael jackson to be exactly and i'm here to do the completely opposite of that i'm here to transform from a girl who was raised as a slave on a slam slave plantation and to you know transform and to go in a whole totally different direction because i want people to know that it is possible to transform yourself great as good yes right love it the bottom like I said, I started from the murky, muddy Louisiana swamp waters. <laughs> alligators eat alligators, and that shit in your head is a snake's den. Like, nowhere safe. And I'm coming up out of that shit. I'm emerging. I'm rising from that shit. And all I want to do is transform and help anyone who anyone else who desires to transform. I would like to help them on their journey as well. Anything that I can give anybody that will further their journey or further their experience or transformation... That's what I'm here for, and that's what I desire to do. That w- that's what brings joy to my heart to be able to help people in these ways. Yes, thank you. Because you know we are starting the um, the uh, sip, sip this tea of healing on yes. Wednesday. So basically, anyone can come on talk about their story of healing, or if they need healing steps on you know taking those steps to be- become healed. So I mean, I know that I'm still healing. And you know, going through the process and the motions, and when I feel like it's over and done, I be damn, it come right on back, you know. So it's all about how you take control of it and don't allow it to take over you, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so I did, you know, create sip this tea of healing, you know, so we can all, you know, come together and figure this shit out because it's just crazy. We need to really heal, um, uh, within deep inside, you know, so. But yeah, I mean, I really appreciate you, you know, coming on and, um, you know, letting us know, uh, continue to let us know about your story from the previous episode. So y'all can go ahead and check that out. Uh, Introducing Ali Waters. So it is um, on the podcast. You just, you know, look for that episode. And it's just basically moving forward to her spiritual awakening so yes i mean i love it i mean thank you so much for just being so transparent though you know um it's you know it's hard to even go there you know especially when you're talking talking about your family you know what i'm saying like your parents you know um your situation 
you know so um definitely next week i want to talk about why i cannot completely heal um you know and uh and i feel a certain way and i know it's all about choosing myself but then again when you have that love for someone else you know what i'm saying like it's it's really hard and people think it's easy but it really is hard you know because i am a loving person you know, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I'm always putting myself in the back, you know, and keeping that person yep. forward. So it's like, uh, but, but yeah, but uh, well, thank you again. And, you know, we definitely going to um, be giving you all more, you know, good topics. And, you know, she also going to come on Mondays as well when we do our gossips and talk about these celebrities because we're going to talk about um beyonce honey she's very arrogant you know we just let me just give you a little sip of this honey you say what now me some b okay so we will be getting together and we're going to talk about her honey so (laughs) oh wow well definitely was having a slumber party Oh, yes, honey. So, yes, we definitely have to um, link up and go ahead and give the people that tea there. But, again, thank you so much, Ali, for, you know, coming out, uh, well, you know, uh, being on the show again, you know, letting us know your story and, you know, touch someone else in and they're able to come on and talk about what's, what they have been through or what they're going through to heal. Yes. 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 Thank you for having me. Oh, yes, my pleasure. And thank you so much again. Thank you all for listening to I Am Shifa Rizzi. You have a wonderful night or day whenever you're listening to the show. Peace and love. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Quarter Stubbs, your lovely host on I Am Shifa Rizzi podcast. And I just have one question for you. Do you have what it takes to be on my show? Yes, honey, be a co-host. Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Let's air it out. Look, honey, she don't bite. She is very loving. She is here for the people. She wants you to be heard only if you want to be heard. So go ahead and hit your girl up at any given time on Facebook and Instagram at I Am Shifa Rizzi podcast. Yas. Yes.